Don't try to tell me you hunt if you just paid. You know what I mean? There's a difference between hunting and pulling the trigger. I try and tell people you're going to have downs. If you're not mad and in a bad mood, you're not hunting elk, period. I'm buying a tag and I'm getting my own animal and I know where it's coming from and I know what it's been eating and all this. And he's like, you're just a racist. What? <laughs> Study. Watch videos. That's the best thing you can do. And keep in mind that the videos you're watching are only going to show you the ups. They're not going to show you the downs. This is Corey Child, the best elk hunter on TikTok, and you're listening to The Wild Initiative. Put down your latte and pull on your boots. There's a lot of people that can pull the trigger on an animal, but they don't know what to do with it after. If you would have told me that a stupid turkey was going to make me get that excited, I would have told you you were crazy. It's just a skill that you have to perfect over a lot of years. Hunting is a tribal activity. We've lost the tribe. We can't even hunt together anymore. Well, the people that are anti-hunting are usually pro-abortion. So kill the people, save the animals. I just remember riding my horse back to camp with the northern lights and the moose behind me, and I'm like, this is why I've done this. This is as cool as an experience as I will get. Hi, this is Jim Shockey. This is Sam Sohol, the public land bus guy. Hi, I'm Kimmy Greentree. Hi, this is South Cox with the Western Bowhunter Podcast. Hey, this is Ben Dedamonte, a.k.a. Shed Crazy. You're listening to The Wild Initiative. Hey, y'all, welcome to another episode of The Wild Initiative, brought to you as part of the Waypoint Podcast Network. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right, as I'm sure y'all can hear, we're still here at uh, the Western Hunting and Conservation Expo in Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, I'm sitting down with a, a buddy I did not expect to do a podcast with this weekend, but I saw you know you were posting you were going to be here. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, we are in the presence of, of basically royalty. <laughs> I, I, I really feel like, uh, you know, it's, it's not often you get to sit down with not only the best shed hunter on TikTok, but also the best elk hunter on TikTok. That's um, I mean, it's, it, it says it right there in your username. So, <laughs> I mean, it, it's really, uh, it really must be true, you know. 
Yep. <laughs> yep. No matter. See, that's the thing is TikTok's a fake world. So you can be whatever you want to be on TikTok. And I just chose to be the best. Hey, and nobody can dispute it because right. do, uh, do they have that in their name? Exactly. I don't know. I don't know. Exactly. Oh, man. So, you know, we, uh, I don't even, I don't even really know how we came across each other's profiles at this point. I, like, I actually remember you did that video of, I remembered this because it popped up the other day and you did that video of, what was it? I think it was something about being, uh, would you be gay for $2 million oh, or whatever? One. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I would, I would wear Sitka and whatever. Yeah, I said. Yeah. <laughs> So it was pretty funny. <laughs> to but. this day, that is my most duetted video. Like, and everyone listening is probably like, "Why are they talking about TikTok again?" Um, but that is probably my most duetted video. And it was funny enough. I wasn't the original one to think of that idea. Like, I'd yeah. seen twenty videos of that. You know, like, and it's all the same stuff. Like, oh yeah, I drive. I, a, I drive a Ford. And, I you know. think it's the layout. I really do. I think it's the layout that you had that yeah. made it that way. But I mean. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. Like, I wish I could see how many people have duetted that because it's, it's an insane amount. And I've gotten people from, like, Instagram, like, friends that are completely unrelated to TikTok that will, like, out of the blue text me. And with a screenshot, they'll be like, dude, is this you? I saw it on, like, some <laughs> random Facebook reel. Somebody had duetted, and I was just, I'd, I'd die. It's like... Cause I was making fun. Oh, I was making fun of hunting high fence whitetails. Yeah. Or no, not even high fence whitetails. I don't like. I don't care if you hunt high fence. I don't care whatever. Uh, I was making fun of hunting like pen raised whitetail. Oh yeah. Because there's a guy. There's a guy on there. Uh, Reed Dupont. Um, I don't know who that is. He is. He is like part of the Dupont family. Like he's one of the one of the richest families in in the world. And he like he runs this like whitetail ranch where they where they raise those like genetic mutants yeah like well we're not talking like qdma where it's like people you know people like have high fenced areas and they like manage it and it's but yeah. it's all natural these are like pen rays bred whitetail that they you know they sell for 50 dollars for someone to walk out into a field and like there's shoot one over here there's a booth over here and it's a high fence it's a ranch yeah and that's what I was trying to explain to my wife over there because they have this bull that is just massive. And you look at his skull and it's the size of a deer because mm -hmm. it's a baby bull that they've pumped with so much stuff just for antler growth. Like, to me, I don't... Uh, ranches and, and high fence, I don't do them. I would rather go in the wild. See, and I, I know guys that run ranches and there's different types. Like, there's... Again, there's like the pen rays, like where they're turned into effectively genetic freaks. Yeah. Then there's, I mean, I know guys down in Texas with like 30,000 acre ranches. Yeah. And I, I, I hunt smaller plots of public land than that. Yeah. And, you know, they, they definitely do, I mean, they're not pumping them full of steroids. They're not doing any of that kind of stuff. But, I mean, there's definitely, in, they're encouraging breeding and they're doing quality management where they're pulling the small stuff out. And so you will get bigger stuff on there. But, yeah, it's technically a high fence ranch. And so... Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to go down and pay to hunt that. Yeah. I, one, I can't afford it. <laughs> um, no two, shit. you know, two, it's just not my thing. But like, that's an actual hunt. Like, so yeah. So that's a little bit different. Like, I look at it different. Being from Utah, so we have places like like up north that that there's high fence hunts with elk, 
and they have like all these elk in this pin and then they go that's the bull i want let's go release it and shoot it yeah you know what i mean that's different texas for instance if you go to texas and hunt a high fence you're getting different kinds of animals you know what i mean it's stuff like that that's not there yeah it's a it's a variety and it's you know and honestly i really don't i really don't give a shit like you want to pay you know a hundred thousand dollars to go shoot some genetic freak that's walked out on a leash Go ahead. Yeah. But don't make a video on... Fucking Reed DuPont. Like <laughs> he made some video on TikTok, he's a, and he's holding up one of these, like, genetic freaks of, you know, with just, like, a mass and points sticking out everywhere. You know, it's like a 200-point deer. Yeah. And he's holding one of these things up, and he's like, and he's like, everyone wants to shoot a big deer until, you know, and then the video goes on to, like, till you have to, like, grind and scout and put in all this work. <laughs> and I just made, like... I just made a video. I'm like, they were just ripping him apart, and um, and then he was the one. Everyone was stitching his videos because he like pretends to be a cowboy, yeah. and like does all these like shirtless videos wrenching on his car oh. where he's clearly smeared oh, himself I've with oil. Seen that. Yeah. That, that one, everyone duetted that one, and so like I was just ripping it on him for a long time. And one of the videos I made, the one that got duetted, was, you know, oh, would you be gay for a billion dollars? And you know, with the yes or no, and I'm like. You mean I could hunt a pen-raised whitetail and still have time for an afternoon nap? Hell yeah. yeah <laughs> like, you that's know. awesome. And then, you know, of course, everyone and their mother duetted that one. And like, Yeah, I think I did it twice. Oh, I did yeah. it twice, and then the one, the one blew up that I did um, with the whatever sick Ken shit. And it, it's funny because my TikTok, I make fun of everybody. Yeah. And I try to include everybody that I make fun of because I have a good group of guys that love talking shit. I mean, realistically, I don't care if you hunt whitetail. I did a video making fun of people that hunt whitetails. I do a video of people wearing Sitka. I, I have buddies that wear it. You know what I mean? It doesn't, none of that really matters. And my, it's all jokes. As long as you're outside and you can hunt, I mean, don't try it like you're talking about. Don't try to tell me you hunt if you just paid. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a difference between hunting and pulling the trigger. And I'm like, just uh, be realistic about yeah, what it exactly. is. Like, I went and hunted my buddy's ranch. He wanted, me, uh, he wanted me to come audit. He was doing a new hunter training program, which I think like a Texas ranch is an incredible place yeah. to, for somebody to learn that whole process. Um, and he wanted me to come audit his program. And I, I went down and I hunt, you know, I went through the whole course and I didn't pretend like I was waking up at 4 a.m. in my tent in the yeah. snow and like putting on my gear and hiking nine <laughs> miles in i was like no you know what i did i woke up i went and got some coffee and sat in a leather recliner and read my book for an hour and then when my guide was when my guide got up we went and hopped on in the side by side and drove out to the the box blind we climbed up in there waited for the feeder to go off and i plugged a, a fallow deer doe and a red sheep you and that was a freaking awesome experience. Yeah. And I mean, let's face it, like, when else am I going to hunt a fallow deer and a red sheep either? Yep, exactly. Um, and I mean, you know, it's like it was, wasn't was guaranteed or anything. You know, it wasn't walked out on a leash, but it was still. But that's the biggest point yeah. is to own it. I mean, you know what I mean? As long as you admit it, don't act like you did something you didn't do. You know, and so I think I think that's the whole point with this is is I, if I could do it and go to Texas, I would be all about it. You mm-hmm. know, and. I would definitely do it. I mean, here's the thing. Like, I'm not going to necessarily pay for a hunt like that. I'm not going to seek it out. But somebody calls me up and is like, hey, you want to go on this hunt? I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Because um, I want as many experiences as possible because I also want to be able to speak to this stuff. I want to be able to have that discussion. And if I hadn't, like, I may have been of a very different opinion if I hadn't seen 
this guy's 16,000 acre ranch or another buddy's like 30,000 acre ranch and you see like okay that's a high fence ranch you can go 90% of places on that ranch and never see a fence like because it is so expansive they literally have the high fences to separate out the different species just so yeah you know they kind of know and, what they're doing and it's the same so so it's funny because it's the same concept being in utah i get i get a lot of hatred from people because sometimes i hunt private same concept oh, geez, private yeah. and public you know what i mean but what they don't realize is is i get people that make comments all the time hey he he killed that on private or he found that on private you know and 99 percent of the shit that's in my house is from public land but mm-hmm. they don't, you know what I mean? They just know that I own property, and they think that it's this immaculate thing. I go to this this private property that I own, and I look off into the public, and that's where the animals are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, I run into public land hunters because I go over there. So it's it's the same concept. It's, you know. Well, that's the thing. It's like just because it's private line. Yeah, yeah they, they'll tend, a lot of animals will tend to congregate over there just because they don't get harassed as much. But... Again, it's not like it's a penned-in area. Yep. That these, it's not like... You can't it's, pet it's them. It's wild. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Um, that's, no, and I mean, it's... I, you know, and this applies. You know, we talk about TikTok because that's how we met. You know, and it's... That is a weird environment. But this applies to everything you do. It applies to all social media. It applies to when you're making hunting films. I think that's one of the big issues. You know, we're here at Hunt Expo. There's a lot of quote-unquote celebrity hunters here i know a lot of them a lot of them are friends and i mean i know there's a lot of guys also here too that make these films and the presentation's a lot different from being authentic yeah it's you know and i i get it sometimes you have to add a little bit of drama to make it just interesting like unless you're steve ranella and nobody wants to sit and watch you like glass for an hour long yeah. like and don't get me wrong I've watched an episode of Steven Ronella glassing and like you just listen to that dude talk and it's like <laughs> yeah but that's funny you know you gotta add some drama you gotta add some action but I think there is a push towards authenticity in hunting media these days there, and I, I'm glad to see it and that's that's part of the that's I mean that's kind of a big issue you get a lot of people it I I think it creates like a false positive mm-hmm. because you get these youngsters growing up that want to go hunting. And when they're watching these guys, all they see is these guys go out, kill a big bull, kill a big buck. They don't see the dedication or the hard work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or, or the four days in a row that they didn't even see an animal because none of that is posted. I try and tell people that, you know, hey, you're going to have downs. If you're not mad and in a bad mood, you're not hunting elk, period. If you didn't hunting, get pissed off. Especially Western hunting is that type two fun. Yeah. It is the fun that is fun after the fact. Yes, it's like, yes. If you're like, this is the greatest day ever, you're probably not in the right spot. No, <laughs> no. And I've never, I mean, it, it, that's an emotional ro- roller coaster. Chasing elk is an emotional roller oh, coaster. Man. I mean, you you know, you've hunted elk. It's not, but like you said, at the end, it's awesome. Nothing beats it. You know what I mean? When you're at the oh, end. Oh, yeah. You can't beat it. Even those, even those trips where you don't harvest anything, where you don't kill anything, and but you look back and you're like, oh man, that time like I got into him and oh, I, just, yep. uh, I was drawn back and I had to like sit there for five minutes and I oh, just never showed. Like you're just as stoked on that. I mean, again, you, we all want to fill the freezer and hey, 
I want to I want to put a big freaking rack on the wall. Like, there's yeah. no question about that. Like, I would never call myself a like trophy hunter. I mean, shit, I'm a terrible hunter. <laughs> I'm too bad of a hunter to be a trophy hunter. But um, you know, we all want to get the a big animal. We want to fill the freezer. We want to put a mature animal on the wall. But we wouldn't be, you know, we wouldn't be doing what we do if the goal was just to put food in the freezer. Yeah, right? exactly. Because you can go to a farm and pay and do it. I mean, there's easier ways. There's a lot easier ways to do it. You can, you know, I'm in Montana. I can go up to the Hutterite colonies and buy a pig and a cow. Like, yeah. you know, it's. So, so last or two years ago, because you were talking about elk hunting, I, I was actually up, hiked in a couple miles, whatever, had my bow. And I had a bull screaming at me. And so we had like six different bulls. And my buddy was cow calling behind me. We were trying to set up. And this is one of those get scared moments. So I come around through these trees and I meet this cow face to face. (laughs) And we're about 10 yards. And I'm like, I'm going to shoot her. Because archery, you can shoot a cow or a bull. Yeah. So I'm 10 yards. I notch an arrow, and all I see is antlers behind her. And comes and yells at her, pushes, and then he takes her place. So we're face-to-face. I go full draw, and I bury, I'm bury. i ready to bury it in his chest. Yeah. And I, right as I look through my peep, he screams at me and bugles. I have never shaked so bad, and Oof. I couldn't even look through my peep anymore. I just put my bow down. No shit. I text my buddy. And the one that was behind Calcon, I said, let's go. I'm done. I was like, how do you shoot a bull when it yells at you? I'm scared. Oh, man. <laughs> well, and that's tough, too, because, like, especially that close, you don't know what they're going to do. Like, yep. I mean, you see those videos of, of guys, like, he's sitting, there, you know, he's sitting there with his bow. And, I mean, sometimes they're even at full draw, and you see this elk walk up, and he's, like, three feet from the guy. Yeah. Like, he's up against a tree, and this elk's walking by, and he's filming with his phone. And everyone, you know, in the comments is like, why didn't you shoot him? It's like, yeah, because if you shoot him, like, even if it's a perfect shot, they're going to move. Yep. And you never know when you're going to get a, a stomped or yep. gored. You know, you just, that's real close. And they're, yeah, it's too close for comfort. I mean, Especially that's Especially when you startle something. You don't know what it's going to do when it's mad. That's why. I mean, and it. that is a thousand pound animal. Yeah. Like. I, I actually ended up killing a bull about 10 minutes after that one. So I went down after I shot or shook. My buddy texted me, no, no, I got more bulls coming in. Come down here. So I went down to him, and I had one come out at 55 yards. Didn't shake at all. I mean, 55 yards, Mm -hmm. it's a comfort zone. You know, I mean, that's great. Anything, I think, 10 to 20 yards is great. But anything in that zone, it's, it's... Oh, yeah. And if you've ever heard, anybody's ever heard an elk bugle that close, it's loud. I mean, scary. It's, oh, yeah. You feel it in your chest. Yeah. Like, you feel that yeah. reverberation. Yeah, I was like, this sucks. Oh, man. I, uh, we were in the same situation this year with my wife. We had we passed on 50 different bulls because we drew a limited entry tag. Okay. And so we passed on 50 different bulls, and we ended up, we ended up coming to a, a ravine that I was like, let's go in here. And we had a bull to the left, a bull to the right, and bull straight ahead. And she was like, which one? And I was like, well, the wind's going to the right, so you can't go after him. Once you cut that and he cuts your wind, he's gone. Yeah. So we went after the one that was straight ahead, set up, started cow calling. He comes out, and she shot him. But same concept. I mean, the, the, there is nothing that beats an elk bugle. I, I don't think. I've hunted a lot, and mule deer don't do it for me, none of that. But an elk bugle, man. I tell you, it was uh, two years of hunting before I heard one. Really? Well, 
so it's debatable whether or not I heard the one the first or second year. But like really hearing like serious elk bugles and then getting into them for the first time and like that was my third year of hunting. I was in Montana. You know, I wasn't living there yet. 2019, I was hunting in Montana. And I just remember my first night out, I was, I was camping in one spot and heard that elk bugle. Like, I was out setting up camp at night, and I'm like, I heard it. And I was like, it was definite. And I just, you could not have, you could not have just knocked the smile off my face with a sledgehammer. It was, I was ecstatic. And I'm like, this is the year. Like, I was, I was, I was convinced I was going to get something that year. Because um, I was also dedicated, like, I was, I was like, I'm here until I kill something. And I was, I was six weeks in Montana. Um, you know, I was working remotely. Like, I I'd started my own business that August. And uh, so I was working remotely, but I was like, I'm gonna, going to kill something. And I finally just got to the point. I knew I was also, it was kind of uh, late October at that point, mid to late October at that point by the time I was kind of winding down. And I knew I, I, in November, I was going out to Missouri. I had a buddy invite me out to his property in Missouri to hunt some whitetail. And I was like, I know I'm going out for this. And I was kind of, it was, it had finally taken a toll on me mentally. I was exhausted. Um, it does. And so I finally, like, I, I made kind of a couple last ditch efforts uh, and then finally took myself home. But I, I saw a lot of success on that trip. I didn't kill anything, but that was my, up until then, by far my most successful elk hunt. It was yeah. huge. It, it, and the, I mean, anybody who hasn't hunted elk, they'll they won't understand it but once you once you hear an elk bugle in the wild it's a whole it's a whole different ball game yeah i mean i live for that i don't even want to hunt late season because of it you know and we hunt we hunt a lot of late season we've already between my family we've already killed five elk this year since january 1st we killed four on the on new year's day <laughs> so you know what i mean and five elk but it's not the same as as a september bull hunt it's oh, yeah. nothing Nothing compares to it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I mean, and you think about it, like I, people on the podcast have probably heard me say this a million times, like, you know, say you meet someone from downtown New York or LA or just some city, they've never been in the wilderness, just never experienced any of it. <laughs> never seen an elk, never even heard of an elk. And you go to describe it to them, they would think you were fucking with them. Yeah. Like, yeah. they would they'd be like, oh, right, it's that big and it has these giant antlers and yep. it screams and makes this weird, right, you and, know. And I feel bad for these people that haven't, you know what I mean? Like, what are you, you're missing out. I feel bad for people that don't get outdoors and do this shit, whether it's even just shed hunting, you know. I mean, enjoying what what we have dude i came i came down here i was here in utah i was here in salt lake i was visiting i was on a road trip i think i was visiting some friends and they were finishing up their day at work i was just killing some time until they were off and uh i went to like a local park just to kind of chill in the grass take a nap in the sun you know like nothing big and it was you know it was one of those parks that it's got kind of the cement pond with all ducks in it and everyone all the kids go and feed the ducks and i'm sitting there watching this and it it's cool and all, but it, it made me a little sad because I'm like, this is the only experience 
probably the majority of these people are ever going to have. And being in Salt Lake City, you are surrounded by mountains. I mean, yeah. you've got the Wasatch. Yeah. Like, right here. And this is the only experience some of these people, this is as wild as some people are going to have. And I've got, I've got friends that are scared of shitting in the woods. Like, that yeah. are just... The thought of going out camping and being uncomfortable and all of that, and it just makes it makes me sad that yeah. that is all they'll ever have out of life. It is. It is sad, though. That's why we do it, though. I guess. I guess it leaves more room for us up there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's that. It's the. It's kind of the, the dichotomy of like, yeah, I, I want the solitude. I, you know, I want to be able to get good tags. I, I don't want to yep. have to compete for the draw. I don't want to be running into a ton of other hunters in my area. But also, you know, I want, I want other people to know, understand this joy. I want them to vote the right way. I want to create exactly. more advocates for hunting. I want, to, I want to create more funds for conservation. All of that. Like, See, and I always try. I try really hard to get kids into it. Mm-hmm. Like, I have some, some friends that I grew up with that don't hunt, and their kids are curious about it. So I usually draw a private lands doe tag. Mm-hmm. And I don't care to shoot a doe. I've killed so many animals. You know what I mean? What's a doe? So that one I always, Utah allows me to mentor it to somebody who doesn't have their license. So I always grab a kid, and I'm like, hey, you want to hunt? And I take them up, and I let them shoot the doe, and they get addicted. And, and, it's, and it's to help, I mean, with the votes, really. I mean, it, like you said, you've got to keep people wanting this stuff. Otherwise, we're in trouble. Well, and here's the thing. Okay, some people may say, oh, how does that help with the vote? It's a kid, but... Yeah, eventually that kid's going to vote, and they're going to push for that stuff. But also, their, par- their parents, you know, they may, they may be waffling one way or the other. You know, they may yep. see a, a thing that talks about how, how li- mountain lion hunting is bad, and, you know, yep. we should stop bear hunting, and this and that and the other, and ban, 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 ban. And if they may be swayed by something like that. But now, with you taking their kids hunting, and them understanding it, and seeing the passion their kids have for it, that's going to change. They're going to see that, and once these hunting things come on the ballot, they're going to vote in favor of hunting. Yeah, yep. and and it, that's huge. And it also a lot to do with knowing facts. I mean, some of these people they just assume we go kill animals for fun. It's just a big old party. We go shoot things. No, when they see the conservation and the things that are actually happening, then they tend to. When, when you open someone's eyes, you know, just just opening someone's eyes helps and benefits us, you know. it's And it's such a struggle in the world of social media, and I'm guilty of it too, you know. You know, you want to make a Facebook post, a TikTok video, an Instagram, you know, yep. post a picture on Instagram. And it's just easy to get drawn into these arguments with people that talk shit. And they get, they get so offended by a picture. Oh, yeah. But if you can, you know, if you can end up having those one-on-one conversations where... I've started talking to people and where I, more often I'll message someone back and be like, okay, like I will give you my number and we can have this one on a one-on-one conversation. If this is something that honestly concerns you and you really want to discuss, if you just want to argue back and forth on Facebook, I got better things to do. Yeah. But if you, I like, I'm, le- I will legitimately give you my number if you want to have a, an educated, reasoned conversation. But they don't want to have a debate. They want to see it their way. Oh, I've yet to hear back it. from someone. Yeah, I've never heard back from someone. They don't want to. They want to. I, I was telling somebody on TikTok the other day, I was like, the only way you know you won an argument is the minute they call you racist. 
because it would be, I could be talking hunting. I had someone post in there like, how could you kill such a beautiful animal? And you know how bad of a smart ass I am. <laughs> I did a video reply of me shooting a deer. And I was like, you just take your time, hold your squeeze breath, the trigger. and squeeze. And so I did this reply, and uh, he got all pissed off about it. And once we argue, and I'm like, dude, you buy this shit. You eat meat, you know, and you buy it from the store, this unhealthy shit. And I'm, buy- I'm buying a tag, and I'm getting my own animal, and I know where it's coming from, and I know what it's been eating and all this. And he's like, you're just a racist. so that's where i came to this conclusion of that's when you know you won that's what they say and it's i know it's happened to you every argument you ever get into that's that's Mm -hmm. exactly where it goes never anything else never legitimate arguments it's well when you don't have any facts on your side you can't quote them like when you can't quote facts and and all you have is is screeching and emotion that's Yep. It is what it is. It's And it's it's back to the social media thing, though. I mean, the problem is, is like I seen a post the other day that was like, the problem is, is these people have gotten comfortable with all this stuff because nobody's getting slapped anymore. Nobody's getting popped in the lip. They can sit behind mm-hmm. a keyboard and talk all the shit they want. But back in the day, you know what I mean? If you you came at somebody like some of these guys do, it wouldn't have been this way. Oh, my gosh. I am a firm believer that more people need to get punched in the face on the regular, like, I, I, for opening I, their mouths. Like, I did a post. I was like, we need to come up with an invention. When someone's punching on their keyboard and they're talking shit to you, it has a fist come out and just pop them right in the nose. Just a, just uh, just a built-in all laptops. <laughs> <laughs> this should be funny. Oh, man. That would be awesome. We should do something like that. <laughs> <laughs> There's a TikTok video for you. Yep, um, we're going to have to. That would actually be a really easy TikTok video to do. <laughs> um, anyway. But, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's wild. On I mean, and, and there's such a bias against it. Like, somebody can come out. And I was just talking um, with Abby Casey. Uh, she's an air gunner. She's a booth over here. About so, yeah, this kind of similar idea is that, like, we're not playing on a level playing field either. Where, you know somebody will sit there and screech and uh, so I, I, I I'd found out you had actually posted this video too it was the guy holding up a, an article about kids shooting in like yeah, in yeah. gym in, in school in Wyoming yeah and he is like screeching throwing a just a shit fit a temper tantrum huge one and like if I posted anything like that you know like saying that you know whatever it would immediately. It would. It would. It wouldn't even go up. It would immediately go under review. Be pulled down immediately. I just had that happen. But if you know somebody on the other side posts that, you know, calls us racist, calls us, you know, animal murderers, whatever they want to call it, it's screeching f bombs, you know, calling us stupid, evil pieces of shit. If we even post a response, like even a reasoned response, where that which. Where we're not dropping f bombs, which yeah. you know, who knows that doesn't happen too often. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's like you don't even know. I'm not calling them stupid, whatever. That will immediately get flagged and pulled down for bullying. They'll flag yeah. it because of the other person's language, and then because I'm responding, because I'm defending hunters, because I'm defending you know freedom. It'll immediately get pulled yep, down. Exactly, and it doesn't. It's it's bullshit. So. So this is the same concept. I did a video. There was a video floating around where this lady, well, sorry, guy, I don't know. 
it was somebody with boobs, no shirt on, and she decided she wanted to be a male. So she fought it with TikTok and said, I identify as a male. Nipples, everything, you know, full board, this video floating around. And I did a stitch where I basically said it was bullshit, you know, that they could do that just because they call themselves a male. They can't run around topless. And my video reply got taken down for nudity. (laughs) And I was like, wait, no, this is a stitch that I got off of this app. Like, this is your guys' video you approved. And they were like, nope, they shut it down and gave me a 30-day suspension. And I was like, are you serious? But that's exactly what you're talking about. Like, if we do it, it's not okay. Yep. No, it's, I've I've seen I've seen that happen on countless accounts, like stuff I've stitched. I'm like, this is literally a video you guys have approved. <laughs> Why is that video still up and mine down? And it, yeah, and they make it clear it's just for stuff like that because of nudity. It's not yep. you didn't get it pulled down for harassment and bullying. Yep, it's just it's not a level playing field. You know, they're demonetizing YouTube accounts. They're they're canceling Instagram accounts for violations that happened months and years ago i heard that today. like that's wild and i'm surprised mine didn't get pulled down because i've gotten a handful i don't even do i don't use instagram very much i go post pictures of deer and elk and shit but i don't do the the whole thing yeah like and facebook i get thrown in facebook jail or whatever you want to call it every <laughs> every time i go over there so it gets frustrating you know yeah but, and tiktok that's why i got three accounts because they're gonna ban them. Oh yeah, know? I need to. Wor- I need, I've got a backup account. I need to work on building it up again and, and cross posting more of my videos. So, so the best idea to is is always do it ahead of time. I made that mistake with the best shed hunter account because I didn't actually do a backup until they put me in the whatever it in is shadow banning, yeah. and and so I had to fight to get the the account back, the followers that I got, but. I've noticed that if you decide to do a backup, do it before your shadow ban, because then you can tell everybody, yep. go follow me. You know, like I got screwed on that best chat on your account. So. No, I need to. I, I need to just work on building up. I've I've got enough followers where I can go live on it because I'm banned from going live, uh, yeah. permanently banned from going live. I've only ever gotten one violation, and it had to do with. Uh, graphic content. I posted a picture of my great-great-grandfather with a mule deer hanging behind him. And it was, I just didn't even think. Like, I, if I thought it through, I wouldn't have posted that, but it was just a cool image I was using as a background image. And this image. was on the live? Or this no? was on live. Oh. And so they they shut down my live. They didn't they didn't even ban me from live initially. I uh, They just shut down the live. And then I was able to... Uh, then the next day, they banned me from live, and they gave me a seven-day suspension. Um, it says like, oh, your live will be active on this date and time. To this day, hasn't been reinstated. I've written them multiple times. They're like, no, uh, you're banned for the integrity and authenticity policy, which is which is about like pretending to be someone else, which has nothing to do with what I was banned for. I've only ever been banned from one live. It makes no sense. But yeah, that's. I used I've to talk a lot about live hunting every on my time lives. I get in. Yeah, you know, I get banned, but they've never taken it away permanently. Yeah, that's kind of ridiculous. But. Anyway, that's um, enough about TikTok. Yeah, they're Maybe. a bunch of bullshit anyway. Um, so, well, actually, not quite enough about TikTok. So, if folks wanted to find you online, follow along with shenanigans, hear all yeah. the rants. Where can they? But where can they hunt you down? It's definitely R-rated. Let's just get that out there. It might even be considered X-rated. <laughs> like it is. It's I'm vulgar, but yeah, it's uh. Well, let's see. What's the one best elk hunter on talk? Best elk hunter on talk. I think. Which also, don't get confused, because 
like your handle is best elk hunter on talk, but I think the yeah. name is best mustache on talk yeah. for that account, yeah. which hey, that confused me for a minute. Do you know where that came from? No. Ryan Is, is that from Ryan? Yeah. Because he was like doing one of them thirst trap videos that he does with his mustache. <laughs> and so I went and started that account as a joke. And I was like, dude, my mustache is way better than yours. Oh, that's funny. And then all of a sudden that blew up. And I was like, oh, shit, now I'm stuck with it. Oh, man. And then but, best, it's, I can't remember if it's best shed hunter on TikTok yeah. or best shed hunter on talk. But no, that's best shed hunter in the world. Oh, in the world. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. So you're yeah. the best, elk, only the best elk hunter on talk. Yep. And but the, the best, best shed hunter in the yep. world. I'm and impressed. You can't prove me wrong. You can't. I mean, I mean, it's in the name. If it's, you go, if I'm in people's videos and they're like, "Oh, I found 30 sheds today," I would just say I found 31. I'm always going to be the best. <laughs> I just lie and make it up. I mean, it's a fake world anyway. I can just say whatever I want. There we go. There we go. <laughs> uh, where can they find you on Instagram? Uh, oh, it's Stick Spotter. Stick Spotter. Yeah. S T I C K. Yeah, let's look real fast. So it's S-T-I-C-K underscore S-P-O-T-T-E-R. There we go. And that's more hunting pictures, so yeah. none of the vulgar shit really over there. <laughs> but. Um, okay, so say you run into someone, you know, whatever, you're at the grocery store, they find out you're a hunter, and they're like, hey man, you know, I love, I've always been interested in hunting, I love the idea of it, and but, geez, it's so complicated. It seems really expensive. There's so much to learn. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. It's a little intimidating for me. What encouragement would you give that person? I would honestly just take them under my wing. I mean, I enjoy taking new people. So I took a guy last year, for instance. He was, he's never killed an elk. And I told him, I'll get you an elk. Killed his first bull. He got done. He said, I don't want to hunt elk ever again. That was too much work. <laughs> but now he's back to it. But that's what I like. I love helping people, and I do. I just tell them, you know, study. Watch videos. That's the best thing you can do. And keep in mind that the videos you're watching are only going to show you the ups. They're not going to show you the downs. Yeah. But it's going to help you to learn the way animals are. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate I'm glad we got to sync up. I appreciate you sitting down, taking the Hell time. Yeah. Hell yeah, always. It's a good time. All right, y'all. That'll do it for this episode of The Wild Initiative. Make sure to check out the show notes page at thewildinitiative.com. Get links to everything we talked about in today's episode. That'll do it for this week. Looking forward to next time. But until then, I hope this episode inspired you to get involved, get outdoors, and plan your initiative for the wild. Thank you for listening to The Wild Initiative. Please take a moment to leave a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher and head on over to thewildinitiative.com to get show notes, check out the blog, gear discounts, other podcasts from the Wild Initiative family, and more. 